0: CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Okay, so first up, you're going to have to forgive me if I sound overly jovial. It's not that I'm specifically happy, because I assure you that's not the case. Rather, there was stuff going on I was reading about in cryptocurrency that I thought was funny. There are some people out there that won't think it's funny, and I understand that. I want to talk about it because there may be people likely listening here to the podcast at CryptoTalkRadio.net who are very concerned, rightfully so. It's just funny. Hopefully, you'll laugh along with me by the time the show's wrapped up. But if you're new, welcome, by the way. My name is Leister. I'm your host. If you're not new, welcome back. I, again... I'll apologize if I sound overly jovial. I'm not laughing at the situation specifically. There's some there's some nuts and bolts to it. A quick personal update real quick. So I'm still working my two endeavors. I bought uh just, and you might think this is nuts, but bear with me. I bought two machines. I bought a um, cash bill counting, you know, like it's shown in Scarface, you know, it flips to the money. Bought one of those, and it does UV detection for, you know, fake bills. And then I bought a coin sorter and it puts it in the little roll paper so you can just, and it puts the perfect count of them in the roll paper for you so that I could collect up all my, my random stuff. And then for the cash, it was just so I can understand because I did so many ATM runs. I was trying to understand, okay, how much money do I actually have sitting in my little mystery box over there? And I got a pretty good amount of money and I still got a good amount of money in the bank itself. My second endeavor pays every week. So that's flowing in. I'm not spending as much as I was because I've bought everything for the moment. And then my first endeavor, there's a delay I mentioned of one month. So I expect that to flow in in July. And I've been booking crazy hours for the client a lot, bro. So, I mean, geez, I think in one week. Yeah, in one week, it's like eight grand. It's a lot of freaking money. And so I'm like, so I figured, It was time like this, like the. if you did watch Scarface, if you didn't watch Scarface, I highly recommend it. But if you did watch Scarface, they played the song, push it to the limit, you know, and they started counting the money. That's what I've been doing (laughs) because because it's like the ATM run. It's infectious because cash is king. So that's what's going on is I'm stacking and I'm getting, making sure everything is where I need it to be. While I wait for my titles, because I have two cars and I shouldn't, and I'm waiting for the titles, so I can get ready to sell one of them. It's a nice little car. It's the kind of car I would give to like a, you know, a kid graduating high school or maybe a girlfriend. It's like one of those little, it's a nice car. It's just not what I need in a car. And then I got a um, head unit that I was going to replace. Cause I didn't know today's car manufacturers don't believe in putting CD players. And I was like, screw that bro. That's, that's not going to work for me brother. So a lot's happening, but then nothing's happening. Cause I need to get the hell out of Nevada and I'm delayed because of the nonsense that I was suffering through in the first quarter, mostly first, but also second quarter. But then I told my second endeavor, I'm going to wrap up by the end of the month. So I got two weeks left working with them. So I'll still get some money flowing in until about two weeks after that. Really? I, the person I work with is good people. I think it's just not working compatible. There's stuff I need in terms of management of my time that I don't think works for them. And I've already had a couple of people reach out and say, you know, they, I think I'm making a mistake for not, you know, working with you here. And I, I you know, it is what it is. They paid me what I asked and I did the best I could, but I got to move on and hopefully I'll find a, another endeavor. Cause I do want to work too. I just need to make sure the time management is totally in my control. I just talked to a joker who reached out about one and I told him my terms. I got five bullets. They, they These are not negotiable. He comes back on the last one. And he's like, no, they're going to drug screen you. I said, look, if you can show me proof that they drug screen their window washers, we can talk about it. Chances are they don't. I'm not going to tell them they can't do their onboarding. And I'm like, look, brother, you call your client. I'm a plumber. I'm a window washer. I'm a contractor. If they drug screen all their contractors, we can talk about it. Chances are they don't. So I'm not doing it. I don't work for them. I work for myself. I'll give them my drug policy for my company. Other than that, you can kiss my ass, right? (laughs) So that one fell out, and I actually plan to go to Signal Hire. Shout out to SignalHire.com. get five free checks of a, a contact information. You add your Facebook account if you have a Facebook. So I'm going to do Signal Hire, get to that guy's boss, let him know your guy is costing you business because of stupid, petty stuff. And we can work a deal, but you're going to be following my rules, which is you need to call your clients and tell them what's not going to work. It's a negotiation. If you don't want to do it, you're not going to make any money. So I still have to, you know, I still have to wrangle. Like, it's like the business is there and there's a lot of money to be made and they need somebody like myself. It's clear and apparent, but I'm not going to sit here playing people's games. I run the game and I need these companies to understand that because I don't need, you know, I don't need the second. I want the second because I want extra money above and beyond what I make on base. That's all. It's not that I require it. And so when I have that call of, I call the shots, bro it's empowering it's refreshing it's fun and you know I've, I've collected my vinyls and i'm feeling better now that i get to hear my music again like i used to in the old days and so the joviality i talked about up at the beginning really had to do with cryptocurrency and what was happening in crypto and i want to jump over there and again i'll apologize if it sounds like i'm overly jovial it's not that i'm laughing at you it's not that i'm laughing at situations specifically it's not that i'm ridiculing or critical or any of this it's There's a comedy to it that I hope you will share by the time I'm all wrapped up. I do think we should continue the pattern of looking at numbers first, although you may share my belief that the numbers don't look great. I wouldn't say they look horrible, but they don't look great. Looking at the month chart for Ethereum, we're sitting at about 1740, a low of 1726, a high of 1764. So in the middle, but declined certainly declined from what happened before. And Bitcoin obviously has the same decline, slight decline. It's a 25.9, a low of 25.7, and a high of 26.4. There's a lot happening in cryptocurrency right now that is contributing to what we see. And of course, the Gary Gensler and the SEC plays a big factor in a lot of this. But there's more. Because you may not understand... The ripple effect, no pun intended, that the SEC situation has. This is what I want to focus today's episode on, if I may, and kind of break down why the why this is a domino effect that was doomed to happen. And Leister here at Cryptotalkradio.net has been warning longtime listeners for a long time. I don't see a bull. It feels like a bull with no balls. If you think it's a bull run, feels like it's not quite there feels like we're doing another crash before we go on a run. I said that multiple times. There's a reason there's a logic and it's not, it's actually not that hard. So I'm disappointed because I did see a lot of YouTube folks. I don't watch a lot of it, but I I saw a lot of people come out and adamantly repeatedly say all through the months of April and May, that rhymes that we were on some run that we were going to go on a bull that we're, we're headed back up. Uh, Even now there's people that swear, you know, it was meme coin season and, Bitcoin's about to go jump to six figures and, you know, Ethereum's this and, and Cardano's that. And, and I have maintained, I don't see what you see. I mean, these are people, mind you, that are very good at reading a graph, but I think many of them ignore the importance of sentiment when you're trying to predict price movement. In other words, you can look at a graph all you care to. I don't think people are appreciating how strongly Sentiment plays a factor in the direction of that graph. And I've said, and if you look at the graph today, there's more green than red. More green than red usually, not always, usually means upward momentum. The problem is how much momentum. It could be up 1%. It's still upward, but that's not something you're going to make major profits off, is it? But you could long it, right? You could sit on it for six months or nine months or something patiently and wait for something true. And if you look at the drops as discount opportunities, it gives you an opportunity to do what? Accumulate. And as you accumulate, it gives you the chance that your position pays off more in the long run. So for example, we know that as terms of an all-time high, Bitcoin is just shy of a 3X. If we were to hit just shy of a 3X from now, that would be the most that you could expect, assuming it's current all-time high that's on graph. But, If you look bigger picture of where Bitcoin could go, it could go as high as 4X. So your strategy might be, I don't know this, but it might be, I'm looking at Bitcoin and I expect a 4X growth. I expect that it's going to go to, let's say, 100,000, 110,000. So since I expect it, I'm going to accumulate it now when it's on a quote discount in anticipation that at some point it gets there. What makes you hesitate is the Gary Genslers of the world. See, I'm not a mind reader. I don't need to, I don't need to be a mind reader to know what you're feeling and what you're thinking. You're thinking, you're not sure if you should invest in that because you're not sure if it's going to get back up there. And I even said last year, I didn't expect that we were going to have the type of run that we saw a couple of years ago. And we haven't. But here's the big picture of this. When the Gary Gensers of the world say these things and he starts taking action, the SEC starts taking action, many of these exchanges, many of these organizations, token organizations alike, come out and they say, we tried to, quote, come in and register, and we walked out without any registration because they didn't know what that means. They didn't know how to do it. They were sympathetic to us trying. They didn't know how to register. They don't know what it means. Well, now you have a disconnect. Is it that Gary Gensler is lying to people and there really is no process for them to register securities, quote-unquote? Well, or on uh, Coinbase's side, rather, Coinbase said that they were registered as a, quote, digital broker, digital asset broker. What does that mean? How does that correlate to cryptocurrency? Being a digital asset broker is supposed to enable you to trade cryptocurrencies as an exchange. At least that's what was stated which is why Coinbase was able to operate as long as they were largely left alone. So then what changed? All of a sudden we start seeing certain types of cryptocurrencies are under the microscope of the SEC. This changes the game because you're changing the rules is what you're doing. As opposed to the organization itself violating some sort of a law, the organization now has a risk vector in terms of certain types of cryptocurrencies that the SEC comes out and says, these are likely securities. This then causes a domino effect because when the SEC makes this statement, all the exchanges by and large, I'd say all, all the exchanges carry a lot of these cryptocurrencies and have done for a long time. So what's changed? Gary Gensler says, I told you it was coming deep, 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 but didn't specify what changed something changed because there was no enforcement before there was no aggressive chase before certainly was no aggressive push before the main thing that changed was a conversation around what the digital stable coin that would eventually quote replace the u.s dollar which i think is garbage i don't think it's true but that's the chatter that's the fear the banks will create their own digital cryptocurrency and ban you from using anything else i think it's tinfoil but that's the chatter this chatter then correlates in terms of timing to this aggressive push against certain of cryptocurrencies. The reason I say that it's tinfoil and I don't buy it is that it's not all cryptocurrencies. Gary Gensler himself has repeatedly said he does not see Bitcoin as a security. He doesn't have any issue with Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency. He actually didn't have any issue with Ethereum prior to it pushing towards proof of stake, which I said on my previous episode the big concern or focus is around proof of stake and the idea that there's these validators in the middle who are profiting off of the cryptocurrency as it's being traded. And if you have an exchange and you put your currency in the exchange, that the exchange could then take your cryptocurrency and invest it elsewhere. Thus, they are being enriched by these things. So, brings me to today's hot topic that came out a couple days ago, Robinhood, ending support for certain of these cryptocurrencies, the coins that I talked about can never steer you wrong, and I still maintain this. Three, in particular, were called out by the SEC as likely being securities. Cardano, which I've said I'm bullish about and can't explain it. Matic, which had major runs last year. And Solana, which has had a hard time of it, peaked at like $300-something down to $20, but still has a strong community sentiment behind it. So Robinhood, who I've said is garbage on multiple occasions, and I'll elaborate here in a second, comes out and says, quote, based on our latest review, we've decided to end support for Cardano, ADA, Polygon, Matic, and Solana on June 27th, 2023 at 6.59 p.m. Eastern time. No other coins are affected and your crypto is still safe on Robinhood. That's where I had the joviality. The laugh when you say, quote, your crypto is still safe on Robinhood. The reason it's not, the reason it's a joke that they say this, because apparently, as part of this winding down of these three assets and very short notice to do so, if you don't get your tokens out of there, they're going to automatically sell them for market value. I want to clarify why this is a problem. And the reason I'm doing this as a public service announcement to anybody listening to me at CryptoTalkRadio.net that I strongly recommend if you're using Robinhood, first of all, shame on you. I don't mean that as an attack. I mean that if you're a longtime listener, you would have heard an episode that I did a long time ago around SHIB and the fact that the SHIB community was pissed off because Robinhood for the longest time refused to list SHIB. And I said, Robinhood is crap, and SHIB is available everywhere else. And I strongly recommend you simply get your SHIB somewhere else. And most importantly, put it in your own wallet, not your keys, not your coins. Get away from Robinhood because Robinhood is crap. I said that multiple times. So fast forward here, the reason this is really dangerous that they'll sell it for market value is that all of these tokens are downward. They're trending down. They're not going up this will create sell pressure upon them because they're essentially being liquidated, but it's the market value that's the key. It means you're likely not going to profit off of that sell. That means you might realize a loss. That actually might benefit you come tax time, but if you have gone major in on, say, Cardano or even Polygon, you might be incurring a significant loss, and I wouldn't want somebody to incur a significant loss, especially if you're not prepared to adjust your portfolio. So my impassioned plea for anybody who is in Robinhood, who has any of these three, Cardano, Polygon, or Solana, I'm strongly encouraging that you get them out into a private wallet stat. And while you're at it, if you have any other cryptocurrency that is stuck in Robinhood, and you may be doing it to you know do shorts or longs or margins or something, that's up to you. It's your money. I can't tell you what to do. I will recommend once again, don't leave your cryptocurrency in an exchange take it out of your out of there and put it in your personal wallet so that it's protected against this disruption and I do this because I see what's coming which is this is not the first coinbase already has under the, the microscope and I would recommend being very hesitant to do extended business with them or any other exchange right now it's a very trying time because of what the SEC is doing second to this, Coinbase got a letter. I talked about this last week. They got a letter from these states telling them you got a month to prove to us that these are not unregistered securities. I understand what Robinhood's trying to do, which is avoid them getting a similar letter. I don't think it's going to stop it. I think they're going to get the letter anyway. What that's going to lead to is what Robinhood has already done, which is basically just stop doing business in certain states and ban you. And they can do this by P. I understand what you're thinking. You can turn on a VPN and cheat it. I think that's highly risky, especially if you're talking about KYC. So it's up to you. I cannot tell you to do what, what to do with your money. I am telling you that's a very challenging time. And all I can tell you is I would strongly recommend not your keys, not your coins. Don't leave cryptocurrency in an exchange for any period of time because it's dangerous right now. And I wouldn't want somebody to incur a loss. Do no control of your own. And we have to let this settle. We have to let this calm down. I had a listener and a triad member ask the question about fiat conversion. And part of the challenge, I actually just used Coinbase to convert some fiat today because it's the only one that has any sort of KYC from me because right now I'm not going to give KYC to a bunch of different garbages. And I learned that this whole rush to KYC even over a dollar is an overreaction to the way it used to be. And there were firms where you could just simply buy with a credit card, no KYC straight up, and it was great for just Bitcoin. Those are the golden days, but it's, it's challenging because you have to give the KYC. I don't think the government's going to come after you. I'm saying that if we lose all these different facilities, because they're afraid of the sec, it means it's going to get harder to do fiat conversion transactions. Let's say for sake of argument, they do pull off a digital coin for the banking industry. If it cannot convert to the standard cryptocurrencies, it's dead in the water. They're not going to get rid of regular paper fiat. It's impossible because it's too ingrained in our society. I'll put on record. No time in our lifetime are you going to see the demise of paper currency, the demise of, you know, the coins. You're not going to see it. It's, It's too diverse in what we do. What you could see is that these digital coins are introduced as an alternative for certain types of transactions, at least in the short term. You're not going to have that corner drugstore collecting that currency, I guarantee you this. So again, with the whole fiat conversion, that's going to get more challenging over time as this plays out, and we don't know where it's going. And I can't tell you what to do. I am telling you it's a very challenging, trying time, and all I can recommend is, big picture, don't leave your cryptocurrency in an exchange. It's the most dangerous thing you can do. If you choose to ignore it, that's cool. I'm recommending that you don't. Because as I saw what happened with Coinbase in particular, the one who was trying the hardest to comply with the rules and seeing them get the letter and then see Robinhood basically drop trowel with a jar of Vaseline off the side, it just tells me that it's gonna get rougher before it gets smoother. And there's not enough time. You know, we still got we still got some months before we are, you know, graced with a different administration we got some time so even if even if we're able to get somebody else in there by then it may be too late by then the the train might already be off the tracks i'm not trying to strike fear into you or heavily concern you i want you to be cautious and careful and thoughtful about the decisions you choose to make for cryptocurrency in the short term and if you're one of those that just, you know, it's like, I can't deal with this. Don't feel like you should You should have to stay in it. You should make what's the best decision for your family, most important, and for your livelihood. Don't feel like you're compelled to do it simply because everybody else is doing it or you feel the pressure. The last thing I'll call out in close, and this will be really fast, there were a number of declining projects. I can only describe it as this very recently. And I talked about a couple of them on the YouTube channel. I talked about one of them on the podcast. I'm just going to, I don't, I'm disappointed that things happened the way they did. But to go down the list, uh, Seifu uh, from the car salesman, apparently they launched the Seifu Go, which was essentially, it's essentially a Ponzi because it takes money from the Seifu to build the Seifu Go and enrich those people. That's essentially a Ponzi scheme. Look it up if you don't believe me. Uh, The liberal ecosystem, I was just looking at the numbers the total value of the locked amount, so the amount that's in the bank for Libero, is just over $100,000. Now, I want to remind you, I'm pretty sure this one's up there in like the $50 million range, and it's down to like $100-something thousand in just the locked amount. Do you know what that means? That means that like one whale could basically buy up the whole freaking supply. They don't want to because it's a, you know, there's no reason, but that's sad. And then F Libero, which used to be Profitable, is now down at the base nothing. Terrarium, I don't know if you heard of Terrarium, but Terrarium was out there. It had some channel on social media. I did a video a year ago saying I wasn't going to cover it because I wasn't sure because I saw critical mistakes in what they were doing. Terrarium very recently did what I can only describe as a rug pull, and that's very unfortunate because it had a lot of trust of a lot of people because of the people behind it. I, frankly, saw very little different than made a bull run which was a rug pull and I was concerned and I simply warned people and nobody listened to Leicester here at CryptoTalkRadio.net, which is fine. Lillian Finance still has not recovered. Apparently there was something to recover in July. They were going to do a V2, has not recovered. I don't think their sentiment's going to recover. Satama sentiment's never recovered. Shinja sentiment's never recovered. Impact XP's never recovered. Grove coin, Grove token, whatever has never recovered. Cult Dao's never recovered. All of these have never recovered. All the ones that were getting a certain level of hype around them have gone down. And then very recently, Volt Inu. And I talked about Volt Inu, and I said that their strongest asset is their community. And it turns out there were some decisions made by the team that really pissed off the community. And as a result, it's in the hurt right now. And then, of course, there's always Luna Classic and so many others. My, my point is, you know, Dorian Gray in the movie The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen said, empires crumble, there are no exceptions. It's a challenging time. And I'm going to straight say it's not about the bear because that's an excuse. It's simply a challenging time. And it's harder to identify projects that truly are going to last. And I said in the beginning of the year, even, this is when we're going to see the rubber meet the road. This is where we're going to see the projects reveal who they truly are and which ones will survive, which ones are going to crash and burn. And it's a long haul. Everything's a long haul. And I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I do think it will get better. But the key is we're going to need cryptocurrency to grow up. A lot of the declines we saw are around immaturity in cryptocurrency. And I believe that that immaturity, it attaches to the toxicity The toxicity created by these devs opens up opportunities for them to rip people off, which just raises the ire of the SEC thinking they need to protect you. My point, ladies and gentlemen, as I close, the reason that I think this whole domino effect is happening is because of the people who are in cryptocurrency, the kids that say the word jeep and say the word kek, the people who rush you and force you to tell a scam, the people who don't want to act like a real business, who can't be arsed to keep the website up to date with what they're doing, who do migration after migration after migration, Volts doing the V3, they're just as bad as Paratoken now. Luna Classic, Doe Rug pull, Lillian and essentially lying about a Coinbase listing, Terrarium lying about a Binance listing, I believe it was, and then now recently a rug pull. All I'm saying is these people. They wouldn't, and, and the car salesman, these people wouldn't be able to do what they've done if it weren't for the children that have been in, allowed to come into cryptocurrency, where there's less people treating it serious. And all that's gonna do is cause these idiots over here in the SEC to try to protect you. And I'm stressing, they think in their mind they're trying to protect you. You're saying you can make your own decisions. But not everybody's like you. Some people, they like being protected. Some people, they like being taken care of. The current administration, that's what they do best. Come in and impose themselves to try to protect you. And certain people like that. Certain people don't. There's more people that apparently do because that's the younger crowd because they don't understand. They don't understand that that protection leads to a loss of independence the loss of freedom, and that's where we're at now. We have all this opportunity in the world to change lives, and instead, we're harming people financially. We're wasting time, to another degree, but we're harming people financially from what it could be because we saw what it could be, and it's been attacked. But the attack is nothing more than people trying to help you and take care of you and protect you. And that sounds good until you realize it stymies the progress that we should have. So I believe, my opinion, it should concern you greatly to see Robin Hood bow down and drop trowel because of what's happening. It should concern you greatly to see a number of United States that have nothing in common, totally bipartisan, come out and threaten another United States exchange. It it should concern you greatly all these token projects who are going to other countries. Not because the country themselves is bad, because it takes away your protection. And it forces you to jump through hoops because you're interested in investing. But doing that puts you at risk of having your stuff stolen, like the atomic wallet hack very recently. It's a challenging time. That's the bottom line of what I'm saying. And you are free to do whatever you want to do with your money. I'm not giving you a specific call to action. I'm just making an impassioned plea. Take care of yourself first and don't get tempted because it's not going to get any better in the short term We've got to get past all the stuff that's happening. And I'm not exactly sure when that's going to wrap up. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form. The link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The Triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency, to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeep and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is be smart with your investments, make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table, your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.